I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. So, you know, you listen to the news, and you're reading the headlines, and you're watching the propaganda machine, and what do they always talk about? Gun safety laws. Every time they propose some some law that's going to take away our Second Amendment rights, turn us into criminals, you know, restrict us in some way. It's always a gun safety law. But, you know, these gun safety laws, they're basically lies because it has nothing to do with gun safety. So gun safety laws are gun safety lies. And every time you hear some politician bloviating about gun safety laws, think gun safety lies. Every time they try to push any anti-gun agenda and label it as a gun safety law, you know it's a gun safety lie. And that's what they do. They constantly lie and distort, because that's the only way they can get their anti-gun rights agenda through, is by fooling the people, lying, gaslighting us. They are constantly gaslighting over gun safety when it has nothing to do with safety. In fact, their gun safety lies are the opposite. Their gun safety lies make us less safe. Their gun safety lies want to, for example, restrict where we can carry a gun to defend ourselves and our loved ones. Oh, those are gun safety laws. No, they're gun safety lies. Sensitive places is not a gun safety law. It's a gun safety lie because it takes away our safety with a gun In the name of safety, I mean, it is absolute Orwellian what these people are doing. And we can't let them get away with it. I mean, hearing lately about, you know, California's sensitive places, and you hear them on TV, oh, yeah, these are gun safety laws, and why would anyone need to have a gun when they go to the supermarket? Just bring your bags. Yeah, right, because they don't allow you to have bags at the supermarkets in California even. That's what they've, uh, you know, banning everything that walks or crawls. But no, bring your bags, but you don't need a gun. No, you need a gun to protect yourselves from all the criminals that are at the food store, particularly in California. Oh, well, you don't you don't need a gun when you go to the mall. You just need your credit card. Swear to God, that's what the guy said. Uh, and this is a gun safety law. No, it's a gun safety lie because when you go to the mall, and that's where there's a an attack at the mall. That's when you're going to need your gun more than ever for your safety, your family's safety, and to protect yourself and others. So this promotion of gun safety laws as gun safety lies, you see it every time. You know, magazine ban. Well, that's a gun safety law. It's not a safety law when you're restricting how many rounds I can have to defend myself when you're telling me that my life isn't worth a couple more bullets or whatever I feel I need to protect myself. You're taking away my safety. It's a gun safety lie. And now more than ever, we need magazines that can hold lots of bullets because, you know, with 
home invasions. It's not one person breaking into a home. It's multiple assailants, four or five, six assailants coming into a home. You better have lots of firepower to handle that. And not only that, criminals today, man, they're wearing body armor. It's going to take more than one round. You're going to have to hit where the body armor isn't when you realize that's what they're wearing. You need firepower. Oh, but a gun safety law that restricts magazine capacity. Yeah, safety for the criminal, not safety for the law-abiding defender. It's a gun safety lie, and yet sold as gun safety law. We've got to keep calling out these people. Every time they have a proposal, assault firearms, it's a gun a safety law. We don't want those guns that only have one purpose but to kill hundreds of people. We got to have gun safety. Those are not safe. Well, of course, it's, you know, other than being the most popular, one of the most popular rifles, there is modern sporting rifles, you know, the AR platform. But it also provides safety and security to law abiding individuals who should be able to have the firepower. And the stopping power, be able to protect themselves, their families, and their state, for that matter. I mean, you know, paragliders uh, in Israel should about say it all. And maybe the difference here is they don't need paragliders. They're already here, thanks to the open border policies. So you think you're not going to be needing your ARs? Well, you can ask the Israelis how well that went. So, you know, more gun safety lies. That's what it is. Everything they propose that they put that label on is just a lie. And we got to call them out every time. We can't let them get away with it. It is extremely frustrating on one hand to see that their propaganda has taken hold. And the media they're willing to accomplish uh, eats it up. And you see it. It's up to us to call it out. It's up to us to speak up. It's up to us to let that politician know we're not buying his gun safety lies. You do it by being an activist. You do it by you know, letters to the editor. You do it by writing your representatives. You do it by attending rallies and events. You do it by talking to your friends, your relatives, explaining the lies. We all have an important role, an important part here in defeating the gun safety lies that are being used as subterfuge to take away our rights. And we can't let them win. One of the ways you can also protect yourself is to join our state association. It's the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs. They are the uh, NRA affiliate for New Jersey. They are a umbrella organization of all the gun clubs that belong in the association. And you as individuals can join as members, and you need to, because when you join, you get a great newsletter, Best in the State, on gun rights. You get email alerts, and you know that our association is down there fighting in Trenton, litigating against the gun safety lies as we speak, litigating against them. And uh, they are also uh, right at the forefront 
on guard legislatively with a full-time paid lobbyist so that we know what other shenanigans are trying to pull in Trenton. And also, they've been able to succeed multiple times in getting um, the Attorney General, even without litigation, to fix and adjust these gun safety lies that we deal with every day, uh, such as the no serial number gun ban, uh, pregnant women for qualifying, right? These are all things that we're able to get worked out with the Attorney General getting the C-Care so you have core competency tested for carry instead of the uh, John Wick requirements that were prior to that. These are all things your state association has helped to accomplish. You need to be a member. Go to anjrpc.org. And when we come back, I have uh, some interesting letters. And, of course, the GoFu of the week, the gun owner fuck-up. You don't want to miss it. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening and being a subscriber. You can get Gun Lawyer anywhere you get a podcast. Subscribe and uh, stay informed and protected. That's my my calling in life is to do that and help us uh, protect ourselves and defend our rights and be vigilant, especially in today's world where it's more important than ever. And, you know, to do that, you need to have a good range that you can go to. And our friends at We Shoot are there for you. It's We Shoot is an indoor range in Lakewood. They're top-of-the-line range, beautiful facility. That's where I shoot, and it's where I get my uh, certification for my carry, my brother, my son. We all did it down there. Great place, great trainers, great facility. You go to We Shoot you will see what I'm saying. And I'm not just saying it. It really is. They treat you like family. they just friendliest, greatest place. And it's so convenient right off the parkway, right there in Lakewood, easy to get to from Monmouth and Ocean and Central Jersey. And, you know, now with the Shooters um, Sports Center uh, closing, 
there in Little Lake Harbor. They've uh, closed to the public. So that's a facility that no longer uh, the public can access. You know, ranges are getting harder and harder to find. Well, We Shoot has a special deal. If you were a member at uh, Shooters, if you go to We Shoot and show your uh, membership, they will uh, make you a member for free at We Shoot for the remainder of your membership that you had at Shooters. That's right. So if you were a member at Shooters and now you're, you know, pretty depressed that your range is gone, well, here's an answer for you. Go to We Shoot and they will honor the remainder for free. Honor the remainder of your membership. It's a great thing. Take advantage of it. You'll see what I'm talking about, how great We Shoot is. You'll love it there. Go to WeShootUSA.com and uh, take advantage of having that resource so that you can stay sharp, focused, and trained with your firearm. Hey, I also want to mention, of course, my book, New Jersey Gun Law. It's the Bible of New Jersey Gun Law. Anybody that wants to understand New Jersey gun law, they go to Evan Knappen's New Jersey gun law book. It's over 500 pages, 120 topics, all question and answer. Plus, I keep it updated. I update it by way of the QR code right on the front cover. You scan it, you subscribe for free to my subscriber uh, archive database. You will get emails as to the changes usually within 24 hours of any law change that affects new jerseyans i have that out to you and you can download any of the new information any new revisions etc so you stay current and up to date you want to get a copy of new jersey gun law just go to evannappen.com that's my website evannappen.com and you'll see the big orange book there just click it and you'll be able to get yourself a copy. Hey, I have a letter here from, and this is from Jeff. And Jeff says, regarding traveling with firearms, I'm currently stationed in Alaska and I'm flying home to Pennsylvania. However, my last bit of transit is from Newark to Pennsylvania by bus. I plan on bringing my guns home with me but I have to claim them at Newark to get on a bus. But if I have to claim them at Newark to get on a bus for PA to a connecting flight or bus, would I be spending Christmas Eve in jail? I guess this was uh, his concern. And it says New Jersey laws for possession are weird. Well, they are weird. Let me explain. This is a kind of a precarious situation because I had a case directly on this. It was the Greg Ravel case. And what happened with Mr. Ravel is he came from Salt Lake out of Utah and he flew with his gun into Newark, but he was going to Pennsylvania, actually to Allentown, just like Jeff wants to do here. And you see, when Mr. Ravel's flight came in, it was late due to no fault of his own, of course. And when he landed in Newark, he retrieved his firearm, and they said, you have to come back the next day to get your connection because of 
the flight being delayed, you missed it. So he stayed at the airport hotel, and when he came back, he declared his gun. Well, the problem was, first of all, his connection actually wasn't even a plane, but a bus. That's right. It's a bus from Newark to Allentown. And when he went to declare his gun, when he came back to the airport, he got arrested. He got arrested and charged with unlawful possession of a handgun, even though he was in the middle of traveling and his flight had been delayed. And so he was put in the Essex County Jail. He was a 60 or so year old man from Utah in jail in Newark. And um, it was not a pleasant experience. But uh, a matter of fact, he kind of stuck out there pretty much. And I asked him, how did he uh, get along in there? Because it took him a number of days to learn about me and get a hold of me. And I asked him, and he said, well, he said when he got in there, he goes, they were actually calling him Pops because he was an older guy. I'm like, wow, it's like a 1950s prison movie. And he said, but when they found out that I had a gun charge, I was cool. So at least there's a cool factor, I guess, to getting arrested for a gun. Uh, but uh, we brought a motion on the criminal side right away that he was preempted under federal law for his transport. And Title 18, 926A does allow for interstate transport of your firearm. And I argued right away that it was a lack of jurisdiction for New Jersey because federal law preempted his transport. And on that very first appearance, I won and knocked out his charge, got it dismissed, and that was great that we won that. However, Mr. Revell brought a civil suit for what he went through, and I did not handle that. But that civil suit actually created some kind of not really great law here because apparently the civil suit and the judge in that I don't think understood the practicalities of how this works when you transport firearms because that judge held that after he got his gun, uh, he somehow was not within Title 18, 926 anymore and that he should have checked his gun in with the police. Can you imagine that? What the heck kind of advice or decision is that? You're going to turn your gun in to the police at Newark? What, for them to hold it for you? What, till you get your next flight the next day or your connection? Of course, it's ridiculous. So it put into the this this jumble as to the applicability of Title 18-926A for him, even though I had won it on the criminal side. So there is some danger here for folks, and they've tried to fix the Gun Owner Protection Act for travel, and um, you got to be very careful. Now, in this case with Jeff, uh, if he ends up going through another checkpoint at Newark to get on that bus, and he could end up like Mr. Ravel and have a problem because of the prohibition under Jersey law, particularly because there's no exemption allowing you to have under Jersey law your gun there. And it is also arguably now part of sensitive place, even if you have a Jersey carry permit. So we're trying to get the federal law to apply here, and that's 
all in a jumble. So I'd have to advise you, Jeff, uh, to be very careful and essentially uh, avoid bringing your guns home if you're going to be flying because it is so uh, precarious in this situation that you're talking about because you're going to be uh, getting your gun in Newark and then picking up a bus. And I suggest reading the Greg Revell case and story to see exactly what I'm talking about. He had quite an ordeal. Like I said, even though we won criminally, uh, civilly, uh, it was not successful. And uh, that was, of course, a civil suit brought by other counsel, but it doesn't matter. The principle is there. And until we get uh, the Gun Owners Protection Act amended and clarified so that it plainly covers these situations, you're somewhat at risk when doing this. What about the GoFu of the week? And let me tell you, folks, today's GoFu is real simple. And man, I can't even believe sometimes that I have to say this, but I'm going to say it. Never consent to a search. Okay? I can't be any blunter than that. If you are ever asked, do you consent to a search of your vehicle? The answer is no. If you're ever asked, do you consent to a search of your home? The answer is no. Now, I want to make this clear. That's you consenting. Now, that doesn't mean that if the officer has a warrant, you can refuse it. That's not consent. They have a warrant. They can search. So you're not consenting to it, but you're not in any way obstructing or going to stop them. They have a warrant. They have a right to search. Now, let's say they don't have a warrant and they've asked for your consent and you say no. And they say, well, we're going to search anyway. Well, you don't resist. You don't obstruct. You say, well, you do whatever you're going to do, but I'm not consenting. Because the consenting part is what screws you. If you consent, then you are waiving your rights. Do not consent. If they search without a consent, then it's going to be on the state to have to prove that their search was lawful and done within the constraints of the Fourth Amendment. If you're consenting, then you're saying, I don't care about my rights. I don't care about all the men and women who fought and died for my rights. I'll just give up my Fourth Amendment right to be secure in my person and my property, and I'll just roll over and let you have a fishing expedition for no reason whatsoever. Go right ahead. Why would you do that? Don't be a dumbass. Never consent to a search. Never resist if a search is going to take place. Never resist if there's a warrant. You have no right to resist or obstruct, but you have an absolute right to never consent 
And that's the GoFu of the week. And this is Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.